1: Good morning Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium. Of course we're talking about the 269th football game played this year in the NFL and that's going to be the Super Bowl 55 coming tomorrow from Raymond James Stadium with our Tampa Bay Bucs. Playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots to talk about. We'll break the game down, talk about a couple other things in the sports world. Would love to hear your comments. The number, if you want to check in, is 877 448 7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1.
0: David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I only owed a few thousand, but each time I got a letter, it was worse. I was going to lose everything, my savings, my house.
2: And after this year, it was out of control.
0: Then David called the tax experts at Get a Tax Lawyer. Get a Tax Lawyer can help settle the debt and get you a fresh
2: start. Don't mess with the IRS. Cully Henry. 654 9116. 800 654 9116. That's 800 654 9116.
0: Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. And power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. Well, it's definitely been one of the weirdest football seasons in NFL history, I would say, uh, with the COVID and uh, some cancellations and makeup games. I'll tell you what, it comes down to two teams playing, everyone who wants to be in that last game, and here we are as Bucks fans going to be able to see the Super Bowl here tomorrow. I'll tell you what, with the two players, Patrick Mahomes, who's the defending champ from last year, will be playing against Tom Brady, who is arguably the best football quarterback in the history of the game. It's only fitting that these two will, will be locked up tomorrow in a game which isn't only about them, there's players on both sides of the ball, but all the news this week has been about the legacy of, of, the, of a win or a loss with these two quarterbacks, what it would mean for Brady to be able to win on his 10th Super Bowl appearance, already having six rings, and Mahomes, who obviously won last year, his third season in the league, he could win his second one at age 25, so a lot of... Lot of Know, good things to talk about with both these guys. But when you break it down, I think you have to look more than just the quarterbacks of the team. You have players that, uh, for the most part, if both teams will be healthy. You do have some breakdowns in the offensive line for Kansas City, which we'll talk about a little bit. I think that's going to be a um, have a huge impact in the outcome of the game. Uh, on our side of the ball, as the, uh, we talk about the injuries, Cameron Brait tweaked his back yesterday in practice on Thursday. So uh, he is questionable for the game as well as Antonio Brown with that knee. I expect Brown to play. Uh, Brait, I think, would also be a game time decision. But barring any unforeseen changes right now, I would say that uh, he would play as well. So when you look at uh, some of the the tools that we have on offense, it's not just Antonio Brown and Breit, whether they can play or not. Hopefully they're able to, but if they can't, we still have a ton of receivers. Of course, Evans and Godwin, Gronkowski and Scotty Miller, uh, Rojo out of the backfield with Leonard Fournette. So it's going to be a a shootout, I believe. You're going to see a lot of points scored. Some question about the weather, calling for some rain. We'll see what that does um, to to limit maybe some of the traction out there. But for the most part, these teams met earlier this season. Uh, If you remember that game, Tyreek Hill, uh, he had 269 yards receiving for Kansas City and three touchdowns. In a Chiefs win, twenty-seven to twenty-four. So, um, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't see this being a defensive battle. First time these two teams met in Week Twelve, between Mahomes and Brady, they threw for eight hundred and seven yards and six touchdowns. So, it's, it's going to be some pressure on the defensive coordinators. I think from our side of the ball, Ta- Todd Bowles, and from uh, the Chiefs' side, Steve Spagnuolo between those two guys, you have two of probably the most creative and fertile minds in the business. And when you have two weeks to piece together a game plan, you can bet there's going to be some creative wrinkles in the game plan. So, and there's going to have to be because when you're a defense on either side of the ball trying to stop one of the players, we're talking about Mahomes or Brady, your work is really cut out for you and I think that right now, I think that um, from a uh, chief standpoint, trying to stop our offense, we're able to establish the run game. Casey's uh, run defense is not that good, so we should be able to run the ball and establish some of the run. And Kansas City's red zone defense is very weak as well. So we get the ball down inside the 10-yard line, 15-yard line, we're going to probably be able to score. It's going to be a matter of what kind of tempo we want to start. Do we want to start off establishing the run uh, in the hopes of drawing the defense up and then taking the shot down the field, which is what the... The plan started to be after about week seven or eight this season. Or do we want to go out there and just say, listen, if we start running the ball and take time off the clock, we don't, you know, get the first down, move the chains, then their offense comes on the field. And no doubt they're a juggernaut on offense. So do we want to, you know, what kind of strategy do we want to use? I think that you're going to be seeing some passes out of the backfield to the backs to, um, Ronald Jones, um, I think that he's quite capable of catching some passes. Leonard Fournette out of the backfield as well. Brady will start looking that way early in the game and then take his chances you know, downfield or across the middle with Gronkowski or Breit if he's in. Hopefully Godwin can hold on to the ball this game. Now, when he does, it just makes it that much more difficult for the defense to contain. Uh, You know, if you look at Brady, he has thrown this year, he he has 40 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions. He's thrown for over 4,600 yards. So, I mean, he's more than capable of, as you know, lighting up the offense. And to his credit, he's gotten his team this far. And I'm sure he's explained to them what it takes to win the big game. Um, So it's going to put some pressure on some of the players for Kansas City to be able to shadow him and make sure that um, he's not taking advantage of too many plays and have too much time to do that. Our our offensive line has really gelled over the last several years games and given Brady adequate protection. And if you do that, he will just carve the defense apart, no doubt. So, and then you look at Mahomes on the other side of the ball. He's also passed for over 4,700 yards this year. He had 38 touchdown passes and only six interceptions. So, I mean, you're looking at two guys that can go out there and really move their respective teams down the field. It's just going to come down to what team is going to put a wrinkle in the offense that the defense isn't looking for at that specific time. Where I really think that the Bucks have an advantage right now um, is in their defensive play because we don't allow other teams to run on us number one team in the NFL on stopping the run. So other teams don't run on us. Kansas City, they're not going to be the exception. They're not going to run on us. However, they do have enough weapons out there to be able to throw the ball down the field. Of course, we mentioned Tyreek Hill. They also have uh, Kelsey as their tight end. Um, He'll be a a, a Hall of Fame player, I'm sure, as well. So they do have some weapons I think that if you, Sammy Watkins, who's going to probably play as well, he usually has big games in a big game, so you have to watch out for him. Uh, but here's here's the thing. Our defense, with Vita Vea back right now, Dominang Su in there, we have enough muscle in the middle to close the middle, and make Mahomes have to get out of the pocket. And we're going to do it with only four people. Then you have Shaq Barrett out there. Uh, You have JPP coming in from the outside. So you're going to get him flushed out of the pocket and having a look downfield. Now, for most quarterbacks, that's, that would be an issue. With Mahomes, he does that as well as anybody, if not better than anybody that's playing the game right now. So there will be some pressure on our secondary. Good news is that um, everyone is healthy in the secondary right now. So I think that you're going to see... Um, Levante David and, and Devin White as the linebackers really looking to shadow Mahomes when he does get out of the pocket. So, what I think is going to happen is Mahomes will, will be flushed out of the pocket. He is going to make some plays downfield. We just can't let someone like Hill get behind us on defense. Keep everything in front of you. You know, make Mahomes throw shorter passes. If he's going to run, you no, know, make sure he pays for it. You no, know, when he runs, And, um, you know, if we do that, then you get the offense off the field for Kansas City and get our guys back out there. And then, you know, like I said, run the ball, take our chances and score. You're not going to contain um, or curtail Kansas City from scoring points in this game. They're going to score their points. The thing is, we're going to score our points as well. We just have to make it that much harder For Kansas City from the beginning of the game and not let any easy points be scored, not to have any defensive breakdowns with mental mistakes, because more times than not in a game that is played in the Super Bowl, it comes down to one or two plays on the defensive side of the ball, uh, whether it be a penalty or uh, whether it be just a breakdown in coverage. And against a team like Kansas City, if you have that breakdown of coverage, they will make you pay for it. Um, And then the onus goes back on us to be able to go out there and match what they're doing. The thing about us, though, if we are down for some reason, we can come back and score against anybody. I do think the two best offenses in the league are playing tomorrow. So, and and vice versa, if we're up in the game, rest assured, Kansas City has the weapons to come back as well. So, um, it, it will be a high-scoring game. I, I don't see it being low. Like I said, the weather may come into play to a point, but even with that, I look for both offenses to be out there, um, putting up points on the board and looking for that defensive break or possibly a um, special teams where I do think that the chiefs have the, um, the chiefs have the advantage, I believe a little bit in the special teams with some punt returns. Although from a a kicking perspective, Ryan suckups really uh, had a great year and hopefully he can continue with his string of uh, consecutive games here of not missing. I think he only missed one field goal uh, on attempts over uh, 45 yards this year. So, Fifty yards. So hopefully you can keep that going. All in all, I do look forward to be, um, like I said, an upbeat game. I'll give you a prediction here before the show's over. But we'd love to hear your comments at 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. What do you think the final score will be? And who do you think the MVP of the game is going to be? Love to weigh in on that and hear what you guys think. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1.
2: That's 800-943-2195. Now,
0: now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. Following up here on uh, the MVP and some predictions for the game. If you look at the MVPs, Eight of the past 11 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. And, um, you know, that was Mahomes last year talking about him playing. So uh, most likely, if you're placing any uh, wagers on the MVP, if you're a Chiefs a follower and think they're going to win the game, then, of course, Mahomes would be the most logical uh, person to pick. On the other side of the coin, you well, know, Brady would be the person that you'd pick if you think that the Buccaneers are going to win. And they're the two favorite people. However, it's not always a quarterback once in a while. Um, perhaps a receiver gets in there or even a defensive player. So I'm going to give you a couple of people to look at just to, uh, make it interesting. If it's not Brady or if it's not Mahomes, then I would go with either 12, Travis Kelsey, who was the tight end for the chiefs. Um, you know, if you look at what he's done, his um, record over the past several seasons, he is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. He uh, goes out there and does his jo- job every week, and I think that he could very easily have a couple touchdowns in this game, and uh, and who knows what else if he, you know, does a great job blocking and possibly. You know, adds to the team in maybe another way. He could definitely be the MVP, as could their other wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. Uh, If you're looking at receivers uh, on our side of the ball, I would go with Mike Evans as a possible MVP. Once in a while A defensive player Steps up there Like Jackson Back in When we won In um, early 2000 So You know You look at Devin White He's a potential candidate For uh, An MVP candidate Now you want to bet on him It's going to be Plus 8,000 So You know Of course The odds get um, A lot more In your favor As you go down the line Outside of a quarterback And for that matter You can go Jason Pierre Paul At a uh, Plus 10,000 Who knows I mean the story that he's had and coming back and not quitting after his injuries. Uh, you know, he recovers a, a fumble, maybe picks off a pass, a, a pick six. He could very easily be the MVP as well. So we'd love to hear what you think about that. Um, as far as the, the game goes, like I said, it should be a high scoring game. I'm actually going to say that the final score is going to be thirty one to twenty seven. And I do think that when it comes down to it, the Bucks are going to find a way to win. Everything's fallen in place for them this year. Um, I think that they should actually be favored in this game. And I say that because not that they're playing at home, because it, yes, it's nice with the friendly confines of your stadium. And I guess there will be 22,000 fans there. Not sure what the breakdown will be. I guess I suppose most of them will be turned for the Bucks, So it will be the most fans that they play against this year. Um, but with all that set aside, I think that the troubles that the Chiefs are going to have with the injuries of their starting tackles, um, it's going to cause a little bit of disarray from our homes in that offense, not to mention what our defense is going to do to uh, you know flush him out of the pocket and really make it difficult for him all afternoon. So I think the wrong team is favored here. I think that the Bucks should actually uh, be favored. Uh, but I, I do think that when it comes down to it, it should be a really good game. And I am going to pick the Bucks to win this game um, by 31 to 27. Love to hear your thoughts. Email me sports at power901.com. Let me know who you think is going to win the game. Uh, it's, it's split pretty evenly right now. Um if you want to call and weigh in, it's eight seven seven four four eight seven nine zero one. Again, um, I would love to see the victory for the Bucks for obvious reasons, but also for Coach Arians. Um, you know, he's been in the league for a long time. He's done things the right way, and I would like to see him sit down and you know, enjoy a scotch like he does and. Uh, sit there and enjoy a well-earned well-deserved victory successful year if in fact we can pull that off so uh as far as an mvp i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go on the line and i'm going to pick um mike evans as the mvp i don't know why i have a feeling that he might uh be the MVP come up big in this game, so we'll see what happens with that. So again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back to talk about some other sports right now. If you again 877-448-7901, let me know what you think. You are in the gymnasium on power at 90 point one.
2: shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now, now,
0: back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1
1: Welcome back sports fans talking a little bit more football right now we touched on Deshaun Watson last week and the debacle there with the Houston Texans uh, he made a trade request saying he doesn't want to play for the team anymore this is after signing a four year uh, 156 million dollar Contract back in September. Uh, Something happened in the organization. Whether, uh, you know, I know they traded Hopkins, which was a mistake on the organization's part to begin with. Hopkins was one of the best players to ever catch a ball, and they traded him for some reason. But I'm sure there's more going on. What happens if Deshaun Watson doesn't leave? What if they say, you know, no, what? We're not going to trade you. Uh, You're under contract. We're going to hold you to the contract, come out and play, which I think would be the worst thing that the Texans could possibly do. But if they do something like that, and if he doesn't show up for – that the spring offseason program, he'd be fined $95,000 for doing that, for missing the, the mandatory mini camp. Uh, he would also be, could be fined up to $50,000 a day for each day of training camp that he missed, plus one week's salary, which is roughly equivalent to about $620,000 for each preseason game he misses. So, you know, if you look at the whole thing, he could actually sit out, and not play, uh, he would be fined all that money and end up, he could say he's retiring, have to pay back a, a large sum of the money and then come back and, um, you know, maybe come back to another team. But if you do that, all the bad publicity, all the problems that the Texans would have in doing that, it probably isn't worth it to him. So I think that it's, he, he made it clear, Watson says, I do not want to play for this team anymore um, from a organizational standpoint I don't think you can make it work with that player if his attitude is that so you could bench him you could find him you could do all those things that you want but if his mind is made up of not playing he's not going to play someone of his stature you can get several first round draft picks you could probably get up to six seven players including some first round draft picks for him From everything you hear about him um, on and off the field, warrants uh, most teams in the NFL taking the chance with the hefty contract and going out there and, and picking them up. And if you're the Texans, the best interest of your team right now is to, one, either sit down have a heart-to-heart with him, find out what the issues are, and then decide if as an organization you can fix those issues to make it work for him. If not, then you trade him before the trade deadline expires, before the draft. They're the two options the way I see it. There's nothing in between. Anything other than that is going to be devastating to your team. Now, from a player's standpoint, let me say this. Uh, you know, whether you're making $156 million over four years or um, a percentage smaller than that, whatever it might be, uh, you can make an argument for players saying that they're not going to play because of, of not involving me in the draft picks, not um, you, trading someone else that was one of his... Um, featured players on the team. You can make all those arguments, but when it comes down to it, you have a job to do. You're being paid and you're being paid very handsomely to go out there and do a job. And I'm not one of these people that say, just dribble and, and, and don't talk or don't have an opinion. Yeah, no, you can have an opinion and you should have an opinion, but at the end of the day, you have a job to do. So whatever your opinion may be, whether you are for what's going on in your organization and your team, or if you're against what's going on in the organization, the team, that's all well and fine. But you get yourself out there and you play to the best of your abilities when you're supposed to. You show up for work, you punch the clock, if you will, and you go and you play. And then let the chips fall where they may. You owe that to the team that's giving you that paycheck. And if you find a way to be able to talk in between that, you know, between games or the offseason and work out some differences, then you can go ahead and do that. I know this past week there was a lot of issues with Brett Favre saying that these players, you know, make a lot of money and they really shouldn't have an opinion. He got a lot of heat for that. Uh, you hear other... Um, radio people and hosts talk shows saying that, you know, how dare him say something like that, especially with the uh, temperature being what it is right now with all the division and all the stuff going on in the country, which is ridiculous. So you know what? Yeah, you can have an opinion, but also get yourself out there and play. And then any of these people that want to bring up anything besides playing football and what these reasons are. You don't know what the reason is that Sean Watson has an issue with the Texans right now. And if you do, tell the rest of the world so that we know what it is, because right now we don't. Just make assumptions. So until we find out, don't don't assume that something's going on behind the scenes, whatever it may be. It'll come out. But in the meantime, you know, make plans to do your job for the employer that's paying you. I always liked Dread Favre for the reason is that I've always fought with Brett Favre. He never really said too much. I mean, he never really complained about anything. He went out there. He was a gunslinger, had a great career, set many records. But the thing I like most about Brett Favre is this. I really feel, though, if he wasn't playing in the NFL on a Sunday afternoon, he would be playing football in a park with a bunch of guys, he just loved the game, and that came across the way he played and the way he did his job when he was out there on the field, and that's why when he does make a comment like he did this week, I gave him a lot of I gave him a lot of, um, a lot of uh, rain with what he's going to say because I think that he's earned that right to do that so would love to hear your thoughts on that 877-448-7901 or you want to email me sports at power901.com we'll be right back to keep the show going on power 90.1
2: Don't overpay for a roofing company. Five Star Roofing has you covered. Specializing in residential or commercial roofing. Five Star is a premier licensed installer of asphalt shingles. With the newest and largest selection of shingle colors. And they're knowledgeable in any type of roof repair. Five Star Roofing has a friendly sales team that will assist you in any questions. With Five Star Professional Customer Service. Five Star Roofing can be reached at 813-731-6066. Or BrandonRoofingService.com.
0: Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. And power. Ninety point one.
1: Welcome back, sports fans, talking a little bit about the uh, NBA right now, shifting gears. I want to ask you what your thoughts are on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, the big three there. Since they've been playing together for the last couple weeks, they've been scoring 125, 135. They actually scored 146 points against the Wizards this week. And lost. Yeah, I'll say it again. They scored 146 points and lost this week. As of right now, the Brooklyn Nets are on pace to have the best offense ever in the NBA from a offensive productivity statistic. And the worst defensive statistic ever in the NBA for points given up. So can they win a championship? Can they win the Eastern Conference championship would be their first step and then get to the finals with a team that's built that way? Uh, I, it's a very interesting concept. I mean, obviously, if you go out there and you're going to score 135 points, and these three guys that they're, they're, you know, they're able to do it if if they have their heads on straight and they go out there and they're playing together as a team, they can score 130 a night. Not too many problems if they can keep their egos in check. Kyrie Irving, he didn't like being number two guy behind LeBron. Back in Cleveland in the day, now he doesn't want to be the number three guy behind Harden and be behind Durant. So how are they going to handle it? It's it's very curious to watch them play right now. It seems as though Harden has taken the position of being okay with setting up Irving and Durant more than he has uh, when he was with Houston. So, if he's able to assume that position and then score when he has to and just let Durant and Irving do their thing, uh, it, it, they may be able to come out of the East. You know, right now you have Philly at 16-7. and seven. They're two games ahead of them right now. But uh, And then you have Milwaukee, who's also playing well. So, I, I think that it'll be one of those three teams, Philly, Brooklyn, or uh, Milwaukee, coming out of the East. But... Um, at some point, you're going to have to D up and stop the other team. Now, I, Harden can play defense you know, when he wants to, which isn't a lot of the time. And Irving's the same way. If you make him play defense for uh, uh, you know, two minutes out of the game or at a key situational pivot point in the game, he can do it. He's quite capable of doing that, but you don't see it too often. And uh, I will give Durant credit for taking responsibility and wanting to guard the opposing team's uh, top offensive player uh, from a big man standpoint. So again, it's very interesting to me how this whole dynamic is going to work out with this team and how it's going to shake out if they can win the East by... Just um outscoring the other team, basically, and not worrying about defense. So love to hear your comments. Again, 877-448-7901 or sports at power901.com. We'll see how that ends up this weekend. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We could talk about several other things. There's a big trade. The uh, Dodgers got uh Trevor Bauer as uh he was the MVP Cy Young Award last year. Um Dodgers just strengthened their team. You're seeing very, very few teams getting much better. I think there'll only be a handful of teams this year that have the opportunity um, to win in baseball. The Dodgers have just strengthened their uh, opportunity to do so. We'll talk more about baseball uh, next time on the GP show. I think that uh, right now all the focus should be on the Bucks. And uh, bring another title here to Tampa Bay. Great year. In the last six months, we've had the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. You know, we've had the Rays get to the, you know, final series against the Dodgers. And that, you know, Cash should have, should have kept Snell in, but we'd had a championship there. So... um you know, I think that if you look at it right now, we have an opportunity to um, win another title here for the, for the town and a uh, great chance to do so. So let's hope that this weekend brings a lot of good things to our area. Hopefully the rain stays away so it won't play in the outcome of the game. Talk to you next time on the Dream Beast Show. I want to say hopefully everyone stays safe, stays vigil- vigilant, and above all, stay positive. You always miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show.